Uh, I would like to talk about first thing here is how real is this crisis in minds of everybody? To, in, 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 to people's minds and imagination, it's real. But I see it as a fiction. We, and this is some of the discussion that we're going to go through today. Uh, the, the real nature of the current crisis actually isn't just started. It actually started in the mid-90s. Call it a crazy, call it uh, uh, separate talks or divergent. When you start thinking, why did I, what am I saying in the, the mid-90s? That's when we started boom, or what everybody thought it's an economic boom. But I see it two things. It wasn't an economic boom, but it was pricing boom. Because the reason why I'm saying this, we had a huge increases in prices for the same value that was started back in 1995. So the boom is, is with prices, but not with value. The boom is with cost, but not with the actual opportunities. Because uh, today, the point where we got into, it increased the prices, the inflation that actually consumed the buying power of people uh, around the world, especially in this region, where they have less to buy and with, with a lot to offer. So where is the problem? Capital didn't disappear from the world. Opportunities didn't disappear from the world. It actually is a lot more than it was before. But where is the problem? Why things are a status quo? Because we are looking at different directions. Uh, first of all, what I like to say, is it a problem? It cannot, when you say economic problems, when that means we have less resources, we have less money, we have uh, less opportunities. Uh, I, don't, I don't see that reality. And I hope most of us agree with this. Then, it is not an economic problem because we have economic opportunities. Money are there, opportunities are there, talents are there. Now, talents managing what exists of the assets today, I, I see that is what, that's where there's a problem there. Uh, because we are persistent on the reviewing or looking at things the way we started them in the mid-90s. Let me go back that far, not beyond that. Not earlier day, uh, days of this. Uh, we, have to we have to change things around, the way we think. Somebody tells me, well, what is your first step to solution? I say, take everybody to an emergency, hospital emergency room, isolate their brains or their thinking or their mindsets from their businesses. Only then you start seeing the opportunity. Now, it's a, it's a compilation of things. One, you have a high cost uh, of everything. Uh, lesser, lesser buying power among people, among the public. That actually accumulated to result in fear. Fear among people, fear among investors or, pe or, or people that has money today. And that, that, that actually increased the momentum of less cash in the market that the market now is stopped. Where do we go? I want to stop here a minute and listen to Macron side of this uh, of this discussion to see what he thinks is relevant to what I some of the points or add more to what I just mentioned. Okay, I I don't believe buying power changed. I don't believe buying power does ever 
change that dramatic, that fast, without fundamentals behind it. I believe the will to buy changed. So people still have the money, exactly as you said. Actually, we don't have shortage of liquidity in the market. We have access of liquidity in the market. And the increase in pricing that we talked about is mainly not an increase of value, which also leads us to another thing where resources are plentiful, but not all resources. So we are in the, in the, in the age of uh, access of energy, too much energy resources. Yeah, and more are being produced and found every day with technological advancements and changes that are taking place. At the same time, we have access of um, uh, mineral uh, resources and, and uh, uh, we have access of resources that have been considered scarce over history. But the resources that probably are scarce today is the good quality natural agricultural resources mainly. Okay, because our kind of agriculture, there was a very interesting saying by an American uh, doctor who said, we are producing things that taste like food, look like food, but do not have the same, uh, the same characters, characteristics to make it good. Um, I do agree, we don't have today a clear view, or people do not have a clear view of what's coming. Everyone looks around and thinks that it's a crisis, it's a disaster, it's the end of the world that's coming. Actually, the best opportunities came since the 1800s in the big recessions, the Great Depression, which mostly is the most recorded and the most indexed. However, this is where opportunities start. Absolutely. And what we have in front of us probably is change of values. And change of value of things mainly starts not only with assets, but also with currency that currently depends, similar to the U.S. dollar, on a federal promise. The economic system is changing. What we talked about and we talk about all the time is the repolarity, establishing the polarity again. Currently, the fight of powers results in that. But propaganda is to start with. This morning, I've read something that I published around a year and a half ago which is uh, same newspaper having uh, a same piece of news published in two different countries. Okay, and it's an American newspaper publishing something that the American president has done uh, in relevance to the Chinese policies. Mm-hmm. In the first market, it says, um, so-and-so goes soft on, the, uh, on talks. In the second, the American president goes rough. So it's, they're selling exactly what that market needs, what that market wants to hear. And that's probably part of our problem. Now, to go back, not to divert from our main, which is the economic uh, uh, crisis and what is fact, what is fiction. Obviously, we have issues in our economies. We have fundamental issues in our economies, and those issues are growing and probably may continue to grow. But what we need to look at today and understand well is, are those issues the result of what we've done yesterday, or are those issues similar to what Dr. Bader says since the 1990s? Are our economic problems today recent problems? Have we sorted out the problems in the most recent recession, which is in 2008? I don't believe so. No. I believe we've just delayed it. We've given it some morphine. Just like putting it under the rug. So we need to search the the right locations for the uh, issues and for the opportunities. 
And a key point, um, exactly what your friend, uh, what you've advised your friend, if you are able to separate his mindset, mindset from his business today from his business. This is, takes us back. We always talk about in terms of think out of the box. Here I would like to say, throw the box away. The reason why I'm saying this, you need to go to the fundamentals when you, before you started your business, not when you started your business. When you started your business, you actually have your mindset, the experience, the talents developed around that. Over the years, we tend to fall in love with what we have. And that's a serious problem. Uh, years ago, I, uh, there was a famous statement of a very famous uh, popular businessman in the United States, I forgot the name. And he says, you never fall in love in a business that you may have to leave in a split of a second. So throw the box away. And when everybody says no business is around, I say wrong. This is why. We are all focused on where we develop our business in big cities. How about the rural areas? Do we have opportunities there? We never explore. Years ago, somebody told me if you travel to an airport and you have all of those kind of problems, incomforts or discomforts, uh, processing your time to get in, that's when you get in. That's the place you get in because nobody has been there before. And if you go somewhere where everything is so conveniently provided to you, at ease, walk, drive, uh, fly back because everybody has been there before you. We are focused on where we have been and we don't want to leave. We got so passionate about it and we don't want to break away from that passion. We really need to move away, to break away. Look at the opportunities that exist. Take, for example, another, another friend of mine, a couple of uh, weeks ago, we were talking, he had a chain of uh, cafe franchises. And he says, business is bad. I looked at him and I says, how bad is it? He says, enough for me probably to close the franchises or just leave the franchise that it is and collect the fees. I says, well, let me ask you one simple question. Are all cafes around are losing the money? or some of them are making money. He looks at him, well, some of them are making money. And, he's, and I says, well, let's look at what they do. You sell coffee? He says, yes. He says, what else do you sell? He says, coffee. He says, let's take a Starbucks, for example. That's not a promotion for Starbucks. Nobody understands that. But let's take a Starbucks. What do they sell? He says, coffee. I says, no. They actually sell you a place where you conveniently, for free, you walk in, sit, hold your meetings, and uh, study, work at your own leisure. And by the way, we have coffee for you. And by the way, you can also buy coffee. I can go pastries, lunches, or whatever. But stay. Don't move away. So, what is it? Is it bad economic uh, times or bad economic decisions? That's what separates the two together. Let's talk about real estate. Macron comes around heavily from a real estate background. When everybody says real estate is standstill, quiet, not moving, people are not in, uh, engaging uh, with it. I always say there is a difference between projects and opportunities. Mindsets of people in the market today, in the real estate sector, is, is still focused on we have a very nice projects, we have nice properties, we have nice facilities. I don't care if that's yours. That's Opportunities is mine. 
what it is gonna actually move me to be attracted to that property that you have. Uh, we always say uh, good brands makes people feel good about you, great brands makes people feel good about themselves. And actually this conversation occurred between me and Makram last Thursday. Okay, we have a number of opportunities between us, alhamdulillah, but I don't shy away. I'm very transparent with the things because it's a learning journey for all of us. And when we say we have this opportunities as an added value to your business, I says, well, it's an added value that could potentially make me money a week or a year from down the line. He says, perhaps. I said, I don't care about that. That's what makes me feel good about you and my members of the club makes me feel good about you. What makes me feel good about myself is basically how are you going to make me money today? How is God going to turn things better for me today? Not down the line. It's something that I can really, what do you call it, dug into my heart, fall in love. I always have to say, women are very successful business, uh, business decision makers for one reason. They are great at making you fall in love with them in order to tap into your pocket. Not, not prestigious, but it doesn't, doesn't work with me, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying this in a bad way, I'm saying it in a very positive way. Because women are very uh, team play, uh, they're very focused team players, emotional, they really make you feel good about what you are. Makes me feel good about yourself. So that's why most companies, big companies today, uh, their leaderships are women. Take, for example, General Motors. Take, for example, HP. Take, example, uh, Compaq, uh, Yahoo. All of these major companies, they brought work women as a decision maker for a simple reason. They make people, they, they create the tunnel, the communication pipeline. They ease it up for you to open up with them. Today, we have no contact with, uh, between us and the market. The opportunities, we have no understanding of those opportunities. Once we have uh, looked at the projects, and what opportunities that are meaningful to the clients, that's when we start change, making a change. But here comes another problem. How do we connect to those opportunities if we have no data? We, not, we have no knowledge in terms of what and really the market understanding big data. The, so, standard, the big data. B businesses talks about we want to do better. We talk about governments talks about we have to invest uh, to move things around. What are you going to invest into if you don't have data available, you have, you have no idea what the market wants. You have no clue. Similar to shooting blindly. Shooting blindly. That's what it is. So be blindfolded and start shooting, and then things let's, will work out. Let's, let's apply that onto the real estate. How do you think real estate market and the current status of real estate market is being affected for the lack of data? Not only lack of data, lack of analysis of data and ability to analyze data. The problem is that there is parties that do possess data. And we talked about few companies, we've not mentioned names now, that own the data. They, they, we are data for them. However, their ability to use this data afterwards in a positive manner is lacking. This is where we're lacking. We're not lacking uh, out of the availability of data. We're lacking, or not all of us are lacking out. First, the understanding of data, and then the analysis, the intelligence behind the data. Or the data analytics. Yes. And intelligence. Uh, we talked about the last conference you've done that uh, I've attended. Uh, there was a major thing being uh, talked uh, about, which is how to grow your consumer, 
since yes. that time before he flew. Yeah, Dr. Osman, uh, Mr. Osman was uh, talking about it. Yeah, I started um, this. You and started he connected this, yeah. it with his, the communication, hundred percent. And uh, he's the uh, head of Do, CEO of Do. So uh, I believe they possess great data. One of the uh, best parties in the market that that own data and that have data. We need to start understanding how to utilize data to avoid what we can call today a disaster or what people can look at today as a non-recoverable from crisis. I do not believe that we are scientifically going to that. I believe there's changes of values that are happening and gonna happen. That's why I say not currency, go to assets. Absolutely. Not currency, go to assets. And what kind of assets? Now, in my, I'll go back to my industry. Whenever we talk real estate today, people are looking at the market prices as the biggest issue, and they look at that as the main biggest disruptor. And I always stop them. I tell them, your biggest threat is coming from somewhere else, guys. You're worried about a 15 or 20% drop in a market. However, you should be worried about something else. You should be worried about how technology utilized properly uh, from solar technology to prefabricated uh, pre houses and other kinds of technology in urbanizing that land that's currently not feasible to urbanize and utilize. So the threats are in a different place, the opportunities are in a different place, and you've said something a few days ago, which last week I was doing without thinking of it scientifically that way. People should scrap things they have today and go back to basics. Last week in our morning meeting in one of my companies, I said, Guys, we're taking our business back to basics. That's a scrap. What's our business cycle and what's our client's cycle? And how can we make our client feel better about himself in that? Take, uh, take, take the application, the same stand, uh, what you just mentioned, and apply it and what happened to Nokia. Nokia was the greatest company in the, uh, on the face of the earth. They thought they've got it controlled. They thought they've got the monopoly over the market. And when Android actually was offered to them at first, they left. They what happened today, they went out of business. Now, what happened to Nokia is actually what the majority of the market is facing today. Yes. We're refusing to change the way we have done business, the way we look at business. And the box is so rigid. The box that you want to throw away is so rigid around that. Exactly, but, but you have to break it and you have to throw it away. Same thing have happened to BlackBerry. The same thing happened to IBM. When, they, when the Microsoft was offered to them. So what, what's going on right now is mindset changes. That's actually, that's holding us back. And the fastest to do it, does it, probably, is the fastest to go out with a solution. So you need to be aware where the problem lies. If you've reached a wrong location or a wrong destination in your business, it means the mindset behind that was wrong. Absolutely. So continuing to try to find a solution and the, the way, same way. And the way business is done. Also, take a look at it, for example, why Amazon Uber and the likes are succeeding while other local stores, for example, are not. Yep. So somebody's making money. It's not it's not bad times, it's bad choices that's making. Why did why didn't Amazon succeed? Because Amazon gave people an ease of choice. When to buy, how to buy, where to buy, at your own convenience. Convenient entry and convenient exit. Exit. So you know you, you have no limitations. Uh, the, the, sky, the, the skies is the limit uh, for what you want to do with it. Today, Amazon is looking back right now. They started with at ease. Now they're looking for the inspiration where they started blending the technologies that they have with the local experiences that yep. they are used accustomed to. But they are able to adapt fast. 
like you said, we're not talking about Amazon and Ubers and the Facebooks because having the big data, they are able to move fast with the changes that our, uh, the traditional businesses are not. We have to start thinking, are we conventional businesses or non-conventional businesses? If you are non-conventional businesses, then you need to look at your processes, your decision-making, uh, how you look at opportunities, how you are able to, uh, to act before you react. Are we businesses of the past or businesses of the future? And I believe every time we have a chat, every one of us should take something with him to his kids after that profit. That's, yeah? that's, that's when we said, you, you mirror the example we talked about before, when we developed the Sustainable Human Development Protocol, we actually looked at the sustainable relationship with company for companies with people. Yes. The real the real meat of data. But imagine the value of that relationship when it goes back to birth or pre-birth. Now I have a I have a data that is growing and I'm able to understand the needs is growing. And the data quality is improving because the data collection processes are also changing. That's the key. What it makes us think successful. And uh, I think this, the opportunities are great and it's coming. The potentials are much greater than before. Yes, we're going to see a lot of those dinosaurs disappearing. And we're going to see the new bubbles also disappear. Uh, there's a, a, another example. I don't like to name companies, but this one I will name. We work because it's being talked about every day today. Uh, Evaluation of around 30-ish billion uh, for an IPO and then uh, slashing the valuation by half, and then now probably no IPO. I believe that the business or the business standards and basics are still standing, do still stand. Anyone hearing us, listening to us, thinking with us today should start by thinking differently. If Amazon dares to change today, yeah, and giants dare to change today, we should dare to change. We should start the change. We should be able to maneuver easier, maneuver better. And we should able, similar to, you mentioned that coffee shop, your friend's coffee shop. Mm. You didn't mention Mavericks. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So the solutions are there. Just think differently. And when you put Mavericks, by the way, Mavericks, I, uh, it's better that you introduce Mavericks, not me. Maverick, Maverick is a membership that we designed at Icon Club to actually enhance the relationship of companies with children ages 11 and 18 years old to turn them to businesses. So the relationships that we are doing with this, uh, my friend, uh, his franchise, is actually becomes a case study for every child participating in that uh, program. When they graduate, they're able to develop their franchise and be able to uh, build it, promote it, sell it. But not only that, now they have a data essence that will help them to understand what it takes to make it successful. And that's creating major businesses also like convert. Like huh? That's also creating consumer convert. Absolutely. Training consumer. But also, on top of that, the energy that is being harvested there and the ability of the ability of a business to really interact with a community that way is very good. And that takes us back to value. Value when we go back to value with our grandfathers, it's exchange of value. Mm -hmm. It's a barter of value. You give me value, you take value back. And that, that creates opportunities for both. And that's exactly what's happening there. And I believe the future is barter. Uh, 400 years ago, you used to plant peaches. I used to plant apples. And I give you apples and you give me peaches. And depending on the 
the, the value of apples and peaches used to work depending on market forces. Okay, with very little speculation there, depending on market forces. And manipulation was rarely possible. And why, the, why bartering is coming back? For one simple reason we talked about earlier today. The value or the cost of assets around the world today is times and times unimaginable numbers. Value did not change. The value didn't change. Price did. Prices have changed, but there is no cash in the world available, printed out, to cover the cost of what it was. Look at if accounting can only reach a place and cannot continue. And, you're, and you're wondering why we're having problems. <laughs> okay, and, and I believe we're full of lucrative accounting aspects all over the world, yeah? From from Swiss banks to all other banking systems. We look at, if we take everything from macro to micro and we start uh, looking at that and the details of that because it's easier for us to understand. I always like to simplify things before I complicate it. That's why we brought, we brought the Maverick in. To disrupt the process of how businesses is done at the age of 11 to 18 year old. What made uh, Amazon and Uber and the like successful? It's that generation age. 11 to 18 years old, working, sitting at home, playing with gadgets. Wow, let's order Burger King. Wow, let's order McDonald's. I'm going to promote it now. Uh, don't order, order any uh, of those guys. Uh, don't, uh, don't go to Wendy's either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, we had one last time. Uh, but what I am saying is it has to break it away and those uh, we have to get, uh, to get uh, those ideas from those who are not beside us. I hear a lot of companies talks about we are running uh, uh, brainstorming sessions among ourselves. I said that's biased. We're not going to get free ideas from your own people because they are corrupted with your ideas and your business practices for all the time. Bring, bring somebody from the outside. That's what we did with Einstein is connecting the, the, those companies to an ecosystem that does not exist, bring them to act to people. And that getting people getting in. Happening. There was a doctor, Dr. Tahboub, I believe, in the last, in the last uh, session, we had. session we had, which is amazing. I said something which I really believed in, and I was writing about. And in a very short two minutes, he changed that whole idea for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah? I was saying, we are in the age of less productivity. He said, stop. We are not. We are in the age of more productivity and possibilities of productivity. Now, more, maybe it's not focused productivity, but it's yes. more productivity. And he gave me a very simple example, which was amazing. Uh, you should have him, by the way, in another session, probably. We will. He said, today, you can do what you used to do in two hours in 15 minutes. Absolutely. Or one minute. So in two hours in the morning, you can send emails and communicate by email with 50, 60 people, which you used to need days to communicate with. So productivity should be at a higher level today. And that goes with produce from agriculture to everything else. Mm -hmm. What lacks is our focus, the right culture and mindset behind it, so that we are able to utilize the technology that we have, be it data, and data collection to data analysis and analytics go through intelligence and we are way beyond ai today in that i'm not yeah i'm not that guy who understands technology to that level but the world is way beyond that today and i believe that this is a solution or one of the solutions to what we're on and we always talk about solutions yeah what proposes solutions and i believe each of us should start with himself let's start with a change of mindset that says, today is positive with all what's around us, regionally, internationally.
internationally, globally, we have the right mindset that says there is opportunities in that. There was always opportunities in probably Tbilisi when the Soviet Union was falling apart. Think about what opportunities you create for others, not just what you sell with your products, the benefits of your product. Uh, a few months ago, I was at a conference uh, that was focused on education. And everybody was talking about that we should adapt to technologies and the things and the like. And I said, I have one question when I when times to questions, and I says, why do we need education? Here we have traditional universities that student that walks in in 2018, was born in 2000, acquires information faster than the instructor, able to analyze the information faster than the home department at college, and the information is far more up-to-date uh, up than the whole library of the university. So why would I need a, a education? We really need to redefine things. 2004, we launched our e-university concept from academic points, and uh, alhamdulillah, we were the first in the, in, the, in the Arab world that actually introduced it. We were listening to presidents of universities. Oh, children are, don't want to have that. They want to have the campus environment. They want to have everything. They don't want a technology. Today, the, the ch children are more connected to their watches, smartwatches, to their smartphones. They don't want to leave. So how much, uh, how much of those opportunities uh, conventional universities have lost? Tremendously. Uh, so what we need to do is mindset change. And, and you said something which is key to our future. Children today in universities are, or instructors in universities, are in general not qualified to teach a student what he should be taught. I'll give you an example. Today, I'm a marketing graduate. Whatever I studied 15 years ago is today nonsense. Yeah, the basics are still there. I'm not saying no, but the tools, the methods are changed. Whatever people have acquired, so I had yesterday interviews with uh, interns, the day before yesterday, Thursday, interviews with interns, and the interns come in with outdated studies. They're just finishing university, and their knowledge is already outdated. Algorithms, methods have changed. The digital marketing today is so fast that we barely can follow. We ran in uh, uh, 2009 a training program uh, to university instructors on modern education and uh, e-learning. Two of the instructors participated were deans of colleges, one of media college and the other one of IT college, and both I failed them. I failed the media, <laughs> the media college dean because he didn't even know how to use a computer. And, that, and he's a, a dean of a media college uh, and a major university. And the IT guy, he just ran crazy. He says, how can you fail me? And I'm an IT de uh, the, uh, dean. I says, because your mindset is wrong. You're more focused on that everybody has to adapt to your technologies while your technology has to adapt to everybody's needs. So what we really need to do with the opportunities of the future is how we really adapt our business around everybody's needs based on what they actually tells us, not what we guess that they would need. So we always assume things for others with rather than hearing them. With a caveat which also was discussed in the session recently, it's when Apple went on with a new iPhone, they didn't really check the needs that are current, they checked future needs. Yes. So what we need to do is either 
improvise or recreate people's needs and give them solutions to problems that probably are not there or they're not aware of. So the apps that we have today are solutions for problems that probably we had yesterday. There are tools to help us to deliver solutions. But we weren't aware of that. So awareness is also key. Absolutely. But the problem is, how could you be aware of something and you have no data of what you really need to do? Basically, the biggest problems of companies they have no ecosystem. Everybody, they're isolated in their businesses and we've got people running all over the world. Let's sell. That's not an ecosystem. An ecosystem basically have to be plugged in with the, with the market that's going to give you back information, to give you the ideas. We are more focused on what we, ideas we generate rather than the ideas that the market generates for us. Uh, I think we're, in, we're running out of our time, but I would like to... Uh, do you have any other remarks that you would like to add? I, want to I see believe we're, we're doing well. Uh, Faisal, you want to uh, take it from here? Hello? Faisal has left us, probably. No, he should be there. Okay. Yes. Thank you very much, Dr. Baidas. And uh, I want to point out that there are some questions. If you can take a look at them on your left panel. I cannot see the question. Okay. So, at this point, I want to open the floor for questions. Attendees could ask questions from the uh, uh, Q&A area on your left-hand side. Yeah, Send I your questions so there, that it could be entered. There were questions, but I don't see them right now. Do you see them at your side? No, there are no questions. So far, there are no questions. Okay. Why don't we? Okay, let's. So, uh, the dynamics, the dynamics of this region in terms of the issues that you discussed, are there any different than any other part of the world at this, with this particular issue? There's regional. Uh, it, it, the the re, uh, the fear is common all over the world. The nature of the problem is not. The opportunities, for example, in UAE are great. Uh, the, uh, the problem is, is we are more focused on the assets than the opportunities. That's why we are unable to see it, for example, where are those opportunities are. Uh, I love Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid's uh, vision, basically, is uh, he tried to push people to see uh, beyond their local assets. Uh, but yet we're refusing, and that's where we're missing the changes that that's supposed to take place. Uh, so the, the the fear it's it's the the common fear is is worldwide, but the the challenges are not. So uh, if, if that answers the question, I, I'm uh, Macron. The, the, the opportunities, I believe, as you said, the opportunities are different, and it's regional, and sometimes local. However, there is the the case that we start with, in my opinion, is the same worldwide today. It's a mindset. Let's start by changing the mindset. This is my cause. 
I believe that if I want to impact everyone around me, including myself, because it will go around and come back to me with something, I want to change people's mindsets and I want to change myself, my mindset. I want to make sure that every day I'm poised to see opportunities differently, understand opportunities differently with an open heart and an open mind and look beyond the assets, look beyond the uh, basics of currencies, basics of property, basics of, of, of businesses. This is what we need to look at, in my opinion. Does that answer the question? Yes, it did. Thank you very much. Um, Dr. Ishaq Al-Qutub says, uh, we have to look at important issues within the topic. The, uh, what does he mean, important issues? Uh, um, I'm expecting that he's still typing the question. He's uh, finishing. So, Dr. Alakotu, uh, do you want to finish your, uh, your question? Let's start with talking about important issues until hopefully Dr. Ishaq... Uh, some of the important issues, basically what we've talked about, uh, associated with this is banking. Uh, the, the current policies associated with banking uh, currencies, uh, that has to be revisited. The laws uh, has to be looked at to be uh, more relaxed in order for people to start really feeling the comfort uh, to, to diminish fear. Uh, so a lot of these, uh, these are some re regional concerns, not just on I a local level. Legislation-wise, we are now progressing pretty fast, specifically in Dubai and the UAE, I right. believe, which is uh, very positive. But yes, policymakers should start creating policies of the future. For, for example, I mean, you cannot really uh, foresee changes, advancements economically with the law holding a gun against people who owe money. Because the biggest people who are right now in, in the financial problems are the people who own businesses. And innovators. So, and innovators. So you really need to relax a lot of those laws to, to give them a little breathing room. Banks have to work with their uh, stakeholders, their, uh, their customers, in order to give them a breathing room. And we should look at sustainability. So I believe what the UAE government and Dubai mainly is doing is, although people don't understand it mainly, and I don't believe it's announced enough, but when people look at real estate prices today, it's dropping. And I always voiced my opinion. I don't represent the, the government, neither do I. Uh, claim to uh, no uh, uh, knowledge or info about that. What I see is my opinion. I read between the lines that the policy is to start getting more competitive to be able to attract industry, to be able to attract um, different kinds of tourism, not only the tourism because we have great beaches and great sun and we're a destination, to be able to increase the quality of trade and improve the quality of trade by having sustainable industry. And all of this happens through working on Medicare, working on schooling, and working on housing, and working on housing in a way that makes us more competitive, and schooling in a way that makes us more competitive, and Medicare in a way that makes us more competitive. And I believe we are going towards that. This is what we are now working on in the city. And this today, compared to three years ago, housing is more competitive. Mm -hmm. Medicare is much more competitive. And schooling is, is getting there. I believe schooling is so linked to housing at the same time. So 
things are being dealt with at that level. It, it will change, but Allah, like you said, it has, it's, a it's, a it's a compilation of things, of activities that has to work together, but it has to be really focused on the banking industry, because if they don't really do something to relax their procedures, their policies with their, with their clients and their customers, a lot of those banks are going to be going out of business faster than their clients. Sure. Uh, in the market, like, or being, we're seeing a lot of mergers and real estate value is going to go down. How far? Nobody knows. We don't have a crystal ball, but we'll go down and create some new opportunities. What we have to focus on. That's what we really need to do is stop looking at, start feeling, stop feeling sorry for what you might have lost, and start really cherishing the moment of what you can actually. Create, recreate or refresh at only then you will start dare to change and dare to let go what you that's, have today that's not working that should be actually the uh, the, the, the tagline for our sessions we dare you <laughs> to change <laughs> dare uh, to change to this uh, I think that's what we have Faisal anything else Not issue uh, the of the SWOT analysis. SWOT analysis gives you uh, current market status. It does not give you an accurate reading of the future. Uh, does not give you. Uh, it gives you an analysis of your situation, but it does not give you uh, the new changes, the disruptive changes that occurs around you. Uh, so it does not work unless you are specifically aware of the new changing that you are about to adapt or uh, adopt, I'm sorry, uh, only then would, uh, would it uh, work to, to measure, to gauge or the, the resources that you have uh, and how much of it that you would need to meet those new changes. Uh, the, the, I always, we need to move away also from the critical thinking to the disruptive thinking. That's really important. And we need to stop focusing on critical things with companies see changes what's coming up because they kept them focused on their current market status. If you if you run a SWOT analysis on an existing business today, it's lousy. And it tells you what, not why. Exactly. So we need to more like I like I agree with you. We need to focus more on the why, not on the what and the how. Uh, so uh, times have changed. Tremendously, so we, uh, that's where we really need to go to. I don't know what uh, I, I agree, and I believe we can go beyond the current uh, or the uh, um, the traditional SWOT analysis in looking at our businesses and our companies and the opportunities that come uh, through. We need to look at uh, the ability to engage uh, our businesses through. Uh, disruptive thinking, the ability to engage our teams through disruptive thinking, because I do believe that our teams are already consumers, and if we engage our clientele, who are partners, our clientele has the best and the most um, 
the most accurate indication for us because they are the they most are the benefiting. Yeah, and they are the most benefiting. They have the biggest interest in us creating better services and better solutions. So if we listen to our clients, uh, we can listen to our clients through algorithms or through big data or uh, similar to how I do it simply or by let, listening to the clients. Or let somebody else listen to them and tells us what we really need to do. To this is where identity planning probably can come into play. Yeah. Huh? So <laughs> that's that's a possibility and that's a, a, that's a possibility and an opportunity at the same time where others can help you with what there goes on. The future of things, I believe, is that none of us can be a pro in everything. Absolutely. So go recruit a pro. If you don't know how to do something very well, get somebody who can do it very well to do it for you. Rather than you doing it compromised. If you are building a house today, would you go and do the plumbing yourself and try so that you can save money and maybe you can learn it? Not really. If you are building your business today, go to pros in every section. Uh, I don't branding forum probably. The one, the one, the one thing that's really critical. We always talk about uh, connect to people, network. You have to go beyond that. You communicate. Have to communicate. You have to communicate properly, effectively. You have to do two things. One, you need to add, or three things. You have to identify the opportunities, connect your stakeholders, your ecosystem to that opportunities, and engage them. So now you have a system that is gathering information, real value information, and everybody will give you the opportunities that you really need to look at. We don't see it today because the conversion, and that's why people network but lack conversion. They, they don't have the means of it. That's why we uh, we created we developed iPen Club that allows uh, companies to actually plug into the ecosystems and be able to identify friends, connect their stakeholders and engage them, keep them engaged. That's critical. I think that concludes our session for today. Makram, is there anything you would like to add? Thank you. Change your mindset and be positive on it. Uh, add more every day. Yeah, we call it plus three. It's a, it's a mindset. It's a way of thinking. Add three things every day to what you're doing and dare to leave what you're living so that you can have more tomorrow morning. I want to leave you with one quick story. This will tell, will summarize it all. Yeah, yeah, years ago, we had a workshop, and one of those were people participants. There was she was a marketing director for one major uh, auto dealers in the region, and I asked her, "All what you have is showrooms that sells cars." She says, "Yes," and all what you're selling is cars and auto parts. She says, "Yes." I says, "You had a crazy idea at night." walked in the morning to your showroom, gathered all of your marketing people, salespeople, and told them, all, yes, all that we have is showrooms, cars to sell, and auto parts to sell, but from this moment and on, we are no longer going to be selling cars or auto parts. What you would you be selling? She looked at me and she said, I would be selling you a bed in a mental hospital. What else would I be selling? I said, sell them something else nobody else, not, none of your competition would have to offer. Their peace of mind on the road. Actually, that idea was transformed, translated to a real opportunity, business opportunities that made them today one of the premiers in the, in the region, in that particular market area. Yes, thank you guys. Uh, we hope to be able to, uh, that we are a that address a lot of the things for you. Can we answer the two questions that just came in, probably? So we are uh, running out of time. If 
you guys could uh, touch on this last question quickly. What are the open yes, and sustainable business? Uh, we will respond to Reynolds because that takes time. The information, uh, the strategy, sustainability is a changing technology. Is in a changing technology. Technologies isn't isn't what changes us. If you think of it like a, you have a bottle, glass bottle. You can either use it for alcohol or you can use it for water. It's how you use it. You see that we're driven, we're running crazy behind technologies and not knowing why do we need technology in the first place. What we really need to identify basically is what it is that we are pursuing, why we are in business. We know we I tell you what, 99% of the people that I ask, why are you in business? They tell you we're make to make money. It says that's the wrong reason to be in business then. So basically technologies is a tool that will help you to achieve something. You really need to understand your, your, your universal objectives, why you are in business. Not focusing on what to do and how to do it to make money, but why you are doing it, that will be the value that will help you to be sustainable to make your money. I think we're out of time, like you said, we would love to do it uh, longer. This is, this is a trial uh, activity that we are It was actually a trial. It was, it was really a trial because we were trying at the beginning of the summer <laughs> <laughs> to try and have it run, but uh, yes, but, hopefully we added value. But this is fun and yes. actually, I really enjoyed this because it, it's, it's giving us a lot of room to learn on a daily basis. Uh, the things we communicate and the things we're going to keep up doing, inshallah. Thank you for sharing the, uh, this exercise with us. And we look forward to for more together with you in the future. Thank you. Thank you, Faisal. Thank you all. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Thank you, guys.